Okay, let's get started and jump right in. So today's integrated Ayurvedic practice is going to be a little bit of creative practice along with a little bit of reflection and teaching. So go ahead and grab a big blank piece of paper, not one with lines, just one where you can draw a big circle. And I'm not going to show you a picture of it because I want you to do it yourself, but just draw a big circle and then divide it up into six equal parts. So a line across the middle and then a line diagonal and a line diagonal. So you actually get six parts. Feel free to put me on pause until you've got that done and we will begin. So before we um, officially get into the teaching, I want to take a moment to bless this learning, to bless this time together, to bless you for being here and for wanting to learn this ancient wisdom and to align your life in harmony and to learn how to lean back into the flow of nature. So our Ayurvedic practices deeply integrate with our spiritual practices and our wellness practices at every level. So we can be the integrated and embodied and grounded humans in the world who are leading our families, our work, our communities, activism, care, and response. So this work, I want to bless this space between us as we evolve it and, and widen our circles. Externally, we see trees and wind and ground and fire and water. And internally, we have trees and wind and fire and water. It often looks like bones as our Kafic uh, mirror connective tissue as our vata mirror and blood as our pitta mirror. So just a little bit of teaching there to show you how inside and outside we are mirroring each other, nature and our own um, constitution, our own physical form is also made up of those same elements. And this is the foundational theory for Ayurvedic wisdom. Now, one of the problems that I've seen is that um, we not we sometimes have a difficult time as practitioners and students or enthusiasts connecting that piece to our real life. So I hope that today's creative practice of aligning with your daily schedule can help you learn a little bit about how to lean back into the flow of the elements and the energies in nature. Okay, so we've got our circle, we've got our six um, areas blocked off. Let's start. Hmm, where shall we start? So this is a creative exploration of personal reflection. So knowing ourselves and a way to see the whole system in your daily life. I also want you here, I'm going to give you some of these key pointers. You can write these words on the bigger outside circle. Um, hopefully this is kind of like a play shop workshop where you'll go back and forth and kind of pause and add things, but that you're really thinking about personal choice, free will and alignment at a deep level by getting in cyclical alignment with nature and the times of day, 
we are able to regulate our nervous systems. We are able to regulate our ebbs and flows of the day, of the week, of the month, of the season, of the year. This is kind of like a little bit of time warping because once we start to rest into the great harmony of nature and we trust it and we see that there's cycles when we're expanding and then we're contracting and we're feeling that pulsation of the universe, we, we've tapped into it, we've talked about it, we've made it a priority. We are regulating ourselves, our nervous systems, we are calibrating and orienting towards health and well-being at the deepest levels. It's not about eating the next craze health, you know, health macronutrient food or micronutrient food or healthy this or healthy that. It's about that relaxing into seasonal living at the deepest levels in ways that most of us did not grow up learning and recalibrating, reorienting to that type of mindset so that we are creating the types of physical body mental responses. So now let's go into the mental a little that we are responding, right? There's a, there's a, a flow of energy and it, that's a response, not a reaction. So we're not seeing a fire and throwing water on it. We are consciously lighting fires to burn away old forms because the fire represents transformation, which you can feel the difference between someone who's in that pulsation and how awake and open and clear they are versus someone who looks really um, depleted and drained and keeps using language like exhausted and overwhelmed, that that really pulls down. That's more of a reactive, reacting to our life or all, almost at that point, we're so out of balance. We're so unhealthy that we're not unhealthy, really of mind, body, spirit, vitality, energy, that we're not able to respond that, that then we're only able to access reaction. Um, and these are not like judgment statements or shame statements. These are just, where are you on that spectrum? And maybe in one area of your life, you're really able to respond grounded and integrated and present. And maybe in other areas, you are very reactive. Maybe there is a trauma reaction that you're living an operating system with a certain community that you're in or family member. That's definitely been the case for me is that there's some areas where I have a really natural ability to just link into the bigger harmony and energy, which gives me energy. And then I have some relationships that are always stuck in that same trauma response um, reaction. And that's what I'm really paying attention to as I get to know myself more deeply this season. So what does grounded mean to you? What does integrated mean to you? And I want really inviting you to start seeing your life as spirals and cycles and circles, really that cyclical nature, which is so much part of what we're going to do today. And then also as we're aligning our times of day, um, 
that we're experiencing every 24 hour cycle, but then also every uh, seasonal annual cycle, what is your ability to respond? So responsibility is the ability to respond. And so are there seasons when you have more responsibility? Are there seasons when it feels much more difficult to respond, to, to tap into the ability? And you know, be so interesting, those of you who go through this workshop, as you investigate, what I want you to look for is what your constitution is. So are you more pitta, fiery, more vata, air, spacey, or are you more kaphic, earthy? Um, and which one you need to adjust? Because in Ayurveda, we balance um, we use the qualities and understanding the qualities of our universe in order to balance. So if we have a lot of fire, we're not going to, we're not necessarily going to feel our best during the fiery external season because we already have so much inside. So then that really shifts up, shifts us out of balance. So as we start to what seasons are we able to respond and have the ability to respond. Oh, I love thinking about that. You know, where do I really feel in total thriving, vitality, energetic alignment? And which season do I feel either drains or anxious or not quite my full self? And all of these help us get into right relationship. Um, this is a term I've been thinking about so much lately in a realignment process as fall turns to winter, shedding away, letting go, dropping in, going into the darkness, thinking about shadow work, which just means kind of the stuff that I'm ashamed of, or I don't want people to know about, or I'm hiding, um, what's on the other side of that light and thinking a lot about right relationship as it pertains and with the cycles and spirals of life and seasons. Another layer is ancestors in here, which I'm not going to have time. I'm just taking a note. I'm not going to have time to add into this one, but maybe we'll do a part two of how the ancestors fit in if you're interested in that um, and inviting them in because of ancestral trauma and what's being passed through families. Okay. All right. So those are some key concepts to kind of anchor us, ground us. Why would we do this? Um, let's just be clear. I don't think modern wellness and well-being, as big of an industry as it is, as a million books as there are, are necessarily um, helping at the level that we need. We're kind of missing this foundational approach to proactive energy and vitality and health. We're constantly looking at what's wrong and then applying pills or medications or fix-its or one-ofs or top five lists rather than using what, you know, we really look at in the Ayurvedic model is what is working, what is going well. And then we, from that well spring, we keep building and we keep looking. And over time, what happens is this approach to our bodies and our relationships in our life is that the well grows and grows and the less well or the unhealthy or the out of balance starts to simmer. It starts to dissolve. It starts to oh, just kind of ease. And our wellness is this vibrating, huge pulsation of 
full embodiment. It's powerful. And, you know, with the, obviously this is ironic, but the YouTubes and the podcasts and the information, I find that it often just makes us feel less than and not smart enough and not rich enough and not thin enough and blah, blah, blah. But that if we can approach our lives in this honest way of what really is happening, um, we tap into this power and this healing, this self-healing um, that nobody can take and nobody can give because you're giving it to yourself. Does that make sense? I, I hope it does. So we're in our circle. So here's what we're going to do. We've got that line across the middle on the far left-hand side. I'm going to do it with you in a new one just so I can talk it through easily because I've never done it quite this way before. Um, on the far left, you'll put sunrise and on the far right, you'll put sunset. So we've got our circle and you may already have your six. Let's see if I can get my six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Okay. So we've got our sunrise and our sunset. And these times will change seasonally because we're gonna adjust with that, right? We're not gonna have a rigid time. We're really gonna use the sun as our measure. Um, so in our sunrise, let's just put it, we're gonna do kind of ranges of times. So let's put it into where we are in this kind of season where after that sunrise, we get our seven to 11. 11 to three, three to seven, seven to 11, 11 to three, three to seven. Okay. So these are the times of day. So we've got our sunrise, let's say right around 7 a.m. So we've got a.m. Then 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. is right in the center here. Then three to 7 p.m. And we're getting our sunset. I know here it's really sunset around five. So that's the three to seven. And then after sunset, seven to 11, which right now in this season here, it's more like five to 11 um, or six to 11. Um, but again, we're kind of learning how to theme, theme the day. And then 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. and three to 7 a.m. Okay. So go ahead and do that and then pause if you need to to just fill in your times. So sunrise, we've got seven to 11 AM and then 11 to three, three to seven, seven to 11, 11 to three, three to seven. That just helps it keep, keep very um, consistent, but know that in Ayurveda, this is an art um, and a science. And so um, I don't want you to get too attached to like it's 7 AM. I want you to think more in terms of morning sort of sunrise, sunrise, midday and sunset and kind of think of it that way. Okay. So this time of day, right after sunrise is a kapha time of day, which is earth and water. And then we go into our pitta time of day, lunchtime, biggest meal, 11 to three. Okay. Why biggest meal? Because our Agni, our um, desire for food, our digestion, the internal fire for food and digestion um, is the brightest and the biggest in the middle of the day. So we've got the most energy that we can use for our digestive process, which is awesome. And then three to 7 PM is our Vata time of day. Um, and 
that is the air and the space and the dry and the light. And then we go back through the cycle. So here we go back to Kapha, Pitta, and Vata. So that's the order that if we're starting from sunrise, we're going from Kapha, Pitta, Vata, Kapha, Pitta, Vata, Kapha, Pitta, Vata. Okay. So think of Kapha as heavy um, or not necessarily even heavy, cohesive, grounded, stable, steady. Those are all great qualities of kapha. Pitta, fire, transformation, digestion, leadership, processing, clarity of language. And then vata is our connection to spirit and source and creativity and flexibility. And then we start again. Kapha is that steady, heavier energy, but not heavy as we think of in like Western culture as like heavy is bad, but heavy as in <clears throat> stable, <coughs> steady. And also not a time of, of like wide awakeness. And then Pitta, I love it while you were sleeping, hopefully, because that's when we're getting so many of our biological systems are doing their cleansing and purification. So if we're sleeping from 11 to three, we're really getting that, that brainwash. There's, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's called a brain shower that happens overnight that helps you really process and metabolize memories, store information, clean out your memory file cabinets. And then also that's a time when you're Hopefully you're not, your body is not focusing on digestion. Hopefully you're not eating so late that then your body also has to do that at night, but that it's, it's, um, or not, it's not digesting new foods, but it's really processing and storing, um, and transforming all of the foods from earlier in the day. And also your memory, your emotion, anything that may have happened to you. That's why the sleep part is so important. And then we get that three to 7 a.m. So in every spiritual and wisdom tradition, every spiritual tradition, there's a wake up before the sun. And that's because what you want to do is wake up and ride that Vata energy, which is the connection to source, spirit, creativity, spirituality. It is like oh, the sweetest, quietest time. It's not a busy time like pizza, the fiery time of day during the day, that 11 to three, right? Where there's so much going on. Or this is kind of, oh, this is a really fun thing to think about too, is if we get up before the sun, some, sometime between the three and seven, um, that can be a very internal time. And then when we move into the kapha time of day, right after sunrise, that's when we're kind of getting up and going. That's a great time to exercise, to balance out the heaviness of the kapha. Um, and that's more of an external time. And then we have external pitta time, right? That's when we're working, getting lunch, taking care of things. And then we go into an internal um, or that, it kind of depends on your schedule, but if you can think of, I'm not sure what you're doing from three to seven, most of you are still, we don't really have our work aligned with this calendar, um, unless you're an Ayurvedic practitioner. So you might still be very external at that time, but is there a way where you can bring some of those quieter, um, more spiritual practices, even if it's just like a poem or a, a few deep breaths or a quick walk around the block, but a way for you just to kind of pause and touch in to your um, more creative, flexible, spiritual self. And then we start to go inward, right? So we've got the kaphic inward. Let's start to quiet down, not use so many lights. Let's really start to 
tell the body that it's getting ready for time. It's getting ready for rest. If we can go to sleep within the Kafic window, it's easier to ride that energy wave right into sleep. It's easier to relax and rest and go to sleep. And then our Pitta, the internal boop, 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 transformation, fire, process, systems, digestion, brain shower, all of that is happening internally. So there's also internal and external all throughout the day of these qualities and aligning our calendar and our daily cycles to this. There's a book um, that we used in summer school two summers ago called Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life, which is an Ayurvedic book. So if you love this and you're like, this is so cool, think, grab that book um, and it will support this. Okay. So the other thing that's happening is that just to show you um, I know you can't see this very well, but hopefully you're able to um, write it down uh, and have it, is that we also have this in our time of, in our season and in our life. So our kapha time is our spring time. Our pitta time is our summer time. And our vata time is our fall winter time. So I want you to think about you know, how powerful this is to think of the different invitations energetically, physically, emotionally that we're asked to do or we're invited to do in spring. That's different than summer. That's different than fall and winter. And if you think of summer as that really expansive, external, extroverted, out there, fully expressed self, you, it's not sustainable to stay that way through every cycle, right? You wouldn't be in the summer season all year long. And so also thinking about, well, am I summering kind of all day, every day? Am I in the full fire, you know, doing all the things from the moment I get up until the moment I go to sleep. And now it's disrupting my sleep, my poop, my relationships, right? So these are some of the questions that we have around what we're noticing in our physical um, body and in our emotional body and our relational body is that it may be some mirror of not taking that kafic rest time um, during the later part of the day, the 7 to 11 p.m., or not getting movement in the kafic morning time to counter to balance that. Right. And so we may get stuck in a season or in one of the doshas or one of the qualities, um, you know, one of the elements that we now can use a little bit more of our intuition as to what we might need. So those of you who have a lot of pizza or fire um, super intelligent cognition, really sharp language, sharpness, um, if it's, if you notice that you love to wash the dishes after dinner, or you love to take a, a bath or a shower at night, um, that is your intuition. That's your intuitive guidance. That's putting out that fire of Pitta. That's cooling and calming that sort of flame that's growing. And if we just push through that, especially in this evening one, the Kafic one, from 7 to 11 p.m., we then get a second, you know, you get that second, um, what's it called? Uh, 
just fell out of my head, but a second wind, um, which you ride right into pizza time. And then that's when like, it's really hard to go to sleep because you've already moved past the rest time. You may have yawned and then pushed past it and kept working or organizing something or cleaning something. And now you are like wide awake because now you're in the pizza time. So now you're like, instead of your body cleansing and purifying and clearing itself, it's back into cognition and thinking and doing. One of the things that I like to do in the morning, and I have a a podcast episode for it, is to call in the healthiest versions of the doshas, um, which is the name of the pitta kapha vata, right? the the sort of formations and the patterns of the elements and call in the healthiest versions. So I can also, when I do that, see myself in the different times of day aligning to exactly what it is that the elements or that nature or this wisdom is inviting us to do. So when I wake up before the sun, I go downstairs, I drink warm water, I have all these sense practices, um, nose oil, mouth uh, oil pulling and swishing in the mouth, I rub my body with oil, I listen to music or write in my journal, um, light my candles, there's this very spiritual element to before the sunrise. And then the sun rises and I kind of put on my sneaks and I get my butt out there. I go for a walk, I jump with the Peloton, I take one of the kids for a walk. I get moving as, the, as we transform from more of that Vata connection time into the heaviness of Kapha. I'm like, oh, let's get up and moving. Um, I tend not to eat during that time. I'm usually not very hungry during that time, especially if I'm moving. I'll wait until I come back and then really eat later as I get closer to that pizza time of day. Um, follow your hunger, follow your constitution. This is, I'm not giving you um, my uh, eating habits as, as something you should do. I'm telling you they've changed and adjusted as I've been more committed to the Ayurvedic schedule and just trying it to see how it feels. Oh, also, in the morning, this is another huge aspect is in the morning, um, before the movement. So really almost at that transition point between Vata and Kapha, um, I have, I'm able to have a bowel movement in the morning right then, which helps that release as I move into Kaphic time. So elimination is a huge part of Ayurveda, um, all forms of digestion, bloating, gas, um, digestion in general, like being able to have, they are often called successful bowel movements or bowel movements that are in completion. Um, and I'm again, happy to talk to anyone specifically on your own about that so that you can start getting into the rhythm of elimination, um, from an Ayurvedic perspective that really, really helps, um, with your right relationship. It helps you see more clearly Um, what you need to do, what you need to attend to in the physical body, but also in the emotional and relational body, which I just think is amazing. You know, um, I have a whole long history of not being able to eliminate and what that really felt like and what I was holding on to. And now that I'm in this cycle of regular elimination, I just notice how much that impacts energy, vitality, relationship, ambition, motivation, like passion, everything has changed now that there's a cycle. So I'd love to talk to you about that. Um, 
Okay, so now we're getting into that fiery time of day. Now we're hungry and we want to eat. This is another thing Ayurveda talks about a lot is, you know, in the American uh, schedule, we often don't feel hungry because we're snacking a lot um, and we just have access to so much that we forget how to be hungry. So we want to really ignite that Agni, that digestive fire by giving, by, by not always feeding the minute we feel hunger or getting in a pattern or autopilot of eating certain things. We want to build hunger. And then we want to um, satiate that with the six tastes um, and really having that nice, big, delicious mid meal, midday meal. Um, if you're a sweets person, that's where you can definitely have it. You can have it in tea or in dessert or on the side, whatever on the side of the lunch, but Ayurveda really invites intuitive eating, listening to your body and adding all the flavors in all the tastes in and using your whole senses. Um, and then as we transition towards later afternoon, you might be more creative. You might, that might be a great time for you to do some writing or a deeper project. You might be able to focus, um, on some deep work that you have. And also if you find it hard to transition from kind of doing a bunch of things into, um, dropping into a more creative and focused place, you might take a walk as a transition or just do a little bit of stretching. Um, even honestly, you guys just noticing that there's different energies at different times of day and that you're able to align and shift gears as to what you're really like meant to do at this time, that in itself is a huge practice and it will, it, it will just continue to teach you. So there's oftentimes now when I'll, I'll, my mind will think I need to do something and my whole body and my inner guidance and my intuition is like, no, not yet, not yet. And then I'll wait, I'll drop into, okay, well, what's going on in this time of day? What should, what really, what's happening in nature? What do I want to do? What can I feel like doing? And then boom, I'll get the energy. I'll ride the energy of like, go pay those bills, go run that errand, go answer your emails. Um, and just watching that cyclical that I can see that energy ebb and flow rather than this sort of modern societal mainstream push through always the same energy. And then thinking, why didn't I get anything done today? Um, when people say that I really can, I, I really know that that means that we're not uh, we don't have the skill of prioritizing within those energy times of day that we're not really practicing paying attention to reality and what we can get done and not get done. And, um, and just kind of attuning more to, well, what's realistic in a day based on what's happening in the moon cycle, in my own cycle. And then, you know, if it is the coffee time of day, um, either at night or in the morning, it may not be the best time to literally like get started on a new project. You might need to, um, do some other things depending on what time it is in order to schedule it for another day during a time when you will have a different type of energy or, um, to let it go altogether. It may just be something that no longer you want to bring in or, um, into your life. So then we drop in towards ending the day and turning off electronics, lighting candles, reading, stretching, praying, writing, connecting quietly. Um, I mean, what would that look like and feel like if that started at seven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night? And I know that for some of you, that's totally unrealistic with the demands on your job. So how can we do little, little, right? How can we do 
how can we just take baby steps towards that invitation of 15 minutes of quiet rest, you know, before bed or something like that. It's really hard to do this type of thing where I don't hear your actual schedule, but usually when I teach this stuff, I get pushback on the timing that they can't do that. And I know many people have to get back online at night and I hope that we can together create organizations and work expectations that start to honor the human over the productivity um, or the demands of the job. I think it's, it's really tremendously impacting humanity and well-being of humans because we are not robots. And so for us to have these long hours during the day um, and some of us have kids home now and you're working with that and then long hours at night, it's just not realistic. Um, we are not robots and we will get sick either in mind, body, soul. Um, we will feel that depletion in our soul level, our heart level, our relational level. And over time that can lead to a number of things that we're all, we all know, you know? So I think we need to do two things. One is speak clearly to our organizations and our work, what we can do and what we can't do. And if it's not for them, we may need to adjust um, I think we need to take better, make better choices for ourselves in terms of our own nourishing, soulful, intuitive care. I think that the payback of that, the rewards that we get when we listen to our intuition and we do really deep nourishing care and we follow this kind of cycle, the productivity, problem solving and creativity shoot off the root. I mean, they just go, but the thing for that is the trust and the rest and starting to know yourself and what you're made of and your constitution and doing this work over time within three to six months, you really can see a difference in your relationship to self and others. It doesn't mean you won't have pain. It doesn't mean you won't have arguments. It doesn't mean you won't get angry. You are human. These are things that you will happen, but it does mean that you have a sense of oh, I see what element is out of balance here. I see what I need to do. I see that I've got this level of care that I want to attend to. I see that it's, I have a pitta nature and I'm working a ton and it's the middle of the summer and I'm working out in the middle of the day and I'm just yelling at everyone and, and I'm, it feels ugh, so fiery. So what can I do to cool my fire? Um, and what can I do to work with my fire? What can I do to see the healthiest version of my fire, which is my leadership, which is my cognition, which is my ability to respond and transform um, and be full of passion. So there's so many ways we can attend to and approach what is working in our cycles, right? What is working in our, in our, of the day. So I don't want you to go into this and then attack it as all these things you have to do different. I want you to look into it and start to affirm and validate for yourself how you're already attuning to your elements, writing down, oh my goodness, I always have tea when I sit down for that call. I always take a bath after I have that type of day. I always turn off electronics for Shabbat, a Shabbat time um, or a sacred time. You know, let's start to name the ways in which we are attuning our cyclical every day into every week, into every month, into every season, into every year, how are we really doing that in a way that we're, we're already doing great things and let's keep kind of adding to them 
Um, it's a different approach. I hope this is helpful. I hope that this brings you some peace and groundedness and harmony in your daily life. And as always, reach out with any questions. I'd love to talk further um, with you specifically and individually about some of those really little small changes that can make the biggest shifts in your life. So blessings to us all, health and well-being. Uh, may we all tap into our own self-healing. May we tap into the ways that we are already aligning and attuning and that we can feel that soulful wisdom, that intuitive guidance flowing through us. Let us honor her, honor it, and bring more of that level of energy and vibration into the world um, where we so desperately need our, our lights to shine so brightly. Blessings.